It's the e-commerce master plan podcast here to help you grow your e-commerce business faster and more efficiently by cutting through the hype to bring you inspiration and guidance from the e-commerce sector and beyond. Here's your host, Chloe Thomas. Hello, Master Plan World. Welcome to our latest episode. It's great to have you all here. Today, rather than an e-commerce guest, I have an author for you, one who's going to share some very big and important business building concepts with us. Having listened to the interview myself a few times now, I have to tell you that each time it gets me thinking differently about my future plans. Today's guest is the legend Michael E. Gerber. He's the author of over 28 business books, including The E-Myth Itself, which has sold over 5 million copies. Yes, 5 million. uh, And was named back in 1995 by the Wall Street Journal as the best-selling business book of all time. It's also though not quite in the uh, in the ranks of the Wall Street Journal, is also one of the most recommended books by the guests on this very podcast. So I hope you'll enjoy this interview. In December last year, Michael's latest book launched. It's called Beyond the E-Myth and it's the focus of our interview today. Now I started by asking Michael to explain a bit more about him, his background and his focus. Um, well, I'm Michael E. Gerber. I'm the author of <clears throat> 29 um, business books. Uh, we call them the E-Myth books, and that's because the very first book I wrote way back when in 1986 was called The E-Myth, Why Most Small Businesses Don't Work and What to Do About It. <clears throat> and the books have thematically been talking about why most small businesses don't work and what to do about it, because most businesses don't work. And there's something very critical to do about it. And that's been the conversation I've been in for years. We've delivered it to over 100,000 small business clients in 145 countries. We've had astonishing success by um, making um, the picture clearer for small business owners that, in fact, by doing it, doing it, doing it, doing it, they're not really entrepreneurs. They're faux entrepreneurs. Um, You might say they call themselves solopreneurs, but there is no such thing as a solopreneur. It's a contradiction in terms. So you get some sense of my my, um, commitment, my zeal, and the process through which we have led this movement of ours uh, for over 40 years. I'm really pleased you mentioned the, that there are no solopreneurs in, in that piece there, because it's one of the things which, um, as someone, personally, as someone who's currently slightly guilty of being a solopreneur with a job rather than a business. Um, and I know, uh, you know, at least one of, of our audience, and I, I believe a couple of others reading between the lines of what they've been talking to me about, are feeling a little bit like, well, I'm, I'm kind of quite happy with this job solopreneur thing at the moment. Have you got kind of any key advice to those people, um, for how to, how to maybe either be happy with that or to, to move on to, to get themselves to the point where they're ready to create something that's kind of more legacy building? Yeah. I would just mention some names. Um, Steve Jobs, um, the founder of, um, Apple, um, the founder of um, McDonald's, Ray Kroc. Um, There's a great movie just come out, 
should be out there um, shortly. And uh, it's called The Founder. And it's the story of Ray Kroc and founding um, McDonald's and uh, the extraordinary um, energy it took to create such a stunning company. And when you think about the fact that he was 52 years of age when he started it and that he had no experience in business whatsoever other than as a salesman selling a multi-mixer malted milk machine, you suddenly get a picture that there's something different about doing it, doing it, doing it, doing it in a job for yourself or for anyone else and truly having a world-shattering vision. So I'm saying that every single solitary soul on the planet must discover their own world-shattering vision and then pursue it with everything they've got. So that so so the key really for those of us who feel like we're in a bit of the job space at the moment is that we're just waiting to find our world-shattering vision. Well, the the, the key is you're thinking too small. Uh-huh. The key is you're thinking about income, not equity. The key is you're not seeing the total picture from beyond your experience. You've effectively shaped your world based upon your experience and haven't freed yourself from it. So I'm saying liberation is key. And in fact, that's the greatest single thing any one of us can bring to the world of people doing it, doing it, doing it, doing it, not seeing, in fact, that they're actually trading um, something that they don't know for something that they do know. And to trade something we don't know for something we do know limits us Um, by shrinking to fit. We shrink to fit what we know and become more and more dogged and determined to get better at it rather than letting go and taking the opposite view. The world is significantly different than 99% of us really think. And I'm simply here to open your mind to that possibility. It's not an instruction to do something different, but of course it is. (laughs) It's an instruction to see more than you see, which means stop looking in the way that you're looking. So it's very much about, uh, but you can't just find a great idea. You've got to have that mindset shift to think outside yourself, not just think in the same old way. I I call it a blank piece of paper in beginner's mind. Which, a blank piece of paper in beginner's mind. That's where we start with everyone. Which brings us nicely into actually talking about Beyond the E-Myth, because um, the Beyond the E-Myth is really about starting from that point of that we've just been discussing, really, isn't it? So what, before we, we get into the, the blank piece of paper and the open mind, let's, um, can I just ask you what led you to write this Beyond the E-Myth? Because it's quite a well, it's quite a leap onwards from some of the other Emeth books, I think. Well, in terms it, of it, it is, it's more, it is. It's more it, struggling. It's more difficult to get your head around and implement. I think because it's asking more of the individual. Right. Well, beyond the Emeth is literally that <clears throat> I'm essentially saying. Let's get beyond the whole conversation 
about the e-myth. And the e-myth is the entrepreneurial myth. And it essentially said that <clears throat> most people who own and operate their own company aren't entrepreneurs, but technicians suffering from an entrepreneurial seizure. And my first book, which was, as I say, published in 1986, um, was all about that. And it had a profound impact on my readers, millions upon millions of readers around the world, books published in 29 languages. Um, it's taught in 118 universities and on and on and on and on because it's so uniquely separate from all other business books. Now, please hear that the only reason it is, it's not because of Michael Gerber, but because of the guy who influenced me probably more than anyone else. And that's the founder of McDonald's. So essentially I said, if Ray Kroc could do what Ray Kroc did, starting out at 52 years of age, then anybody can. <clears throat> Ray Kroc didn't have any experience which suggested at all that he would become a great entrepreneur, that he would lead a monster-sized company. Nothing suggested it whatsoever. He was a, um, from anybody else's perspective, he was just a, a guy selling hamburgers. So the question then became, so what was it about that that moved me so? And it was about his great entrepreneurial passion, his great passion for seeing the total picture of how one grows a great enterprise. And that's what the E-Myth books were all about. I wanted to shift uh, people's attention from, in quotes, doing it, doing it, doing it, busy, 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 the tactical work inside their very small company, to stepping back and seeing their company from an entrepreneurial perspective. So that's what all the E-Myth books have been about. So what is beyond the E-Myth then about? Well, I just simply grew frustrated after 40 years of doing this work in the way that I've been doing it and said to myself, let's cut to the chase. Let's really make this simple, simple, simple. Because while millions of people read my e-myth books and applaud me for having written them, most of them don't do my <laughs> e-myth books. They just keep on applauding, but they don't stop to say, oh my goodness, he's talking to me. And in fact, I said, I got to go beyond this. I just celebrated my 80th birthday. Congratulations. Well, thank you. So I said, I got to go beyond this. I've got to simply cut to the chase. I've simply got to reduce the e-myth to the very simple, most critical steps that someone's got to take to go from a company of one, Chloe or Judy or Jim or Jack, whomever, doing it, doing it, doing it, doing it, no matter how successfully they're doing that, and give them an understanding of how to take what they do or something new about what they do to scale it. And I said, and I'm saying, that until and unless you do that, you have nothing to sell. So effectively, if in fact what I'm saying in the e-myth that your 
business, your company is your product, not you, not what you do, but your company is your product, then the question becomes, so when Chloe is ready to stop doing it, doing it, doing it, doing it, to stop doing the work Chloe does, to do something else, what do you do with the company you've got? And what I'm suggesting is very little because it's rare that anybody will buy the company you've got because there's no there there. In short, it's built upon who? Chloe Thomas or Michael <laughs> Gerber or so-and-so and so-and-so. To Ray Kroc, it wasn't built upon him at all. It was built upon McDonald's. It was built upon a brand. It was built upon a company that's scalable, infinitely scalable. You can open it anywhere, as Ray Kroc has, and grow it, grow it, grow it, grow it. So then you ask, so what is McDonald's worth compared to what another hamburger stand would be worth if the owner's working in the hamburger stand making hamburgers? It, the difference is just huge. So that's why I wrote Beyond the E-Myth. I want to get everybody listening to us into the drill, into the eight absolutely critical steps that anyone can take and everyone must take if you're going to get your company ready for sale. Because ultimately, you're either going to sell it or you're not. Ultimately, there is a great end game or there's not. And if there's not, then all of this work that you do every day is purely for the purpose of creating income, whether that's passive income or active income doesn't make any damn difference. It's just income. And I'm talking about equity. I'm talking about building true value. And that's what Beyond the Emits is about. It tells you exactly what to do in order to get that done. So, Michael, you're the, the, certainly the, the very first part of Beyond the E-Myth is that you've got to start from scratch. You've got to come up with that new uh, world-shaking vision in order to to, to be able to fulfill the possibilities because the chances are that your existing business is just not the one that's ever going to make it to that e-myth vision. Is that, is that what you're, you're saying in the book? You know, what should those of us, because most of my listeners have already got a business, they're already running something. Should they kind of just leave that on tick over and go and focus on something else? Or is there an opportunity to use this model on a business they've already got if they think it's that one which fulfills their dreams, their visions, their purposes, etc. Well, yeah, you can. But as you get into the process, you begin to understand the distinct difference between what I call old co, that's capital O-L-D-C-O, old co, the company you've got, and new co, N-E-W-C-O, the company you want to create and understand that the worst thing anybody can do is to go to work to fix the business they've got. The most important thing they can do is to start it anew. So you develop this consciousness 
One part of your mind is working on old co, and another part of your mind is working on new co, and I teach you just how to do that. As you begin to do that, understand it's not for the purpose of discovering a world-shaking vision. A vision is never world-shaking. A reality is. But understand, the vision is world-shaking to the one who's got it. And so the very first and most critical thing is to have a dream, a vision, a purpose, and a mission. And that's the first, in fact, four chapters of Beyond the E-Myth. What is my dream? What is my vision? What is my purpose? What is my mission? And that establishes the foundation for NUCO. The dream, the vision, the purpose, and the mission are absent in 99.9% of all small companies I've ever walked into. And it's, I, I mean, I have to say to everybody listening, the way you explain uh, those in those four chapters, the dream, the vision, the purpose, and the mission is one of the most easy to understand ways I've ever come across. And certainly one of the ways in which it very much, you can see how they interlink and what the role of each is. And I think often when we talk mission, vision, people just can't work out what would be the difference. And it's it's really clear in the book what the difference is between those and how, and how to go about doing it, which I, you know, I think the book is you've you've tackled a couple of really difficult topics in there which people struggle with and I think that's one of them. The other one I think is when you get into the world of the client acquisition system with the creation of the story or the the writing down of the story about your business because in in e-commerce that is one of the things people seem to struggle with more than anything. You know, you can get them to go and reorganize the warehouse or you know create lots of email broadcast about their Christmas sales, but to get them to create a two email sequence to tell people about their business and why they created it or to fill in their about us page is an absolute nightmare. So I've, I felt that that part, you know, the bit about the story within the client acquisition system was very, very prescient, certainly in my world. I'm guessing it's, it's a big challenge for people globally. Yes, it is. And I've got a very, very important um, tip, if you will, And I I told you earlier, I don't give tips, but here's a tip. Um, You're in an e-commerce business. Think brick and mortar. So hear me. Upside down, counterintuitive. The most extraordinarily effective e-commerce company is only so because it has adopted a brick and mortar consciousness. And so the most difficult thing about e-commerce is that you actually believe there is something called e-commerce when in fact it's simply old co done differently. So I want you to understand from my perspective, and I might appear to be the greatest Luddite in the world when it comes to this subject, I'm saying the most successful work we have ever done with e-commerce companies is to look at them and deal with them as though they were brick and mortar companies. And that means that the visual, the emotional, the functional and the financial components of a company are critical to understand and to adopt in a way that 
positions you uniquely in the world, whether that be thought of as um, the virtual world or the real world, I'm saying everything's real or not. And thinking virtual is one of the greatest mistakes. Anybody in the, in quotes, e-commerce industry can make. So to to before we can even start, we have to, to really think of how a customer physically interacts with us or would if we were a physical store. And if we can get that right, then we can start moving ourselves through the process. Am I understanding yeah, well, you? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But let, let me say that the eight steps that I describe in Beyond the E-Myth, step one, step two, they are, in fact, a process. So effectively, I'm saying you can't get there by leaping to client acquisition. You can only get there by leaping to step one, which is my dream. So every single one of the people listening to us will know that I, after 40 years of doing this work and having one of the most profound impacts on very, very, very small companies of anyone on the planet, I have suggested and recommending now a very simple process that everybody adopt. And I'm capable of taking them through that process, not me personally, but our company can take them through that process for less than the cost of a minimum wage kid, which means you can actually do this. And I'm saying that everybody who wishes to alter the way they do what they do to create something more significant than what they do has to go through this process. It's absolutely essential. So another little e-commerce question then, because the, the or the e-commerce or the, the non-bricks and mortar retail world, maybe I should call it now. Um, obviously, I can see how they can get through through to the client acquisition system. And I can see how they get as far as the turnkey management system. I then struggle to see how you create the seven practices to take your way up to, you know, those, those kind of multiple franchise model and how that fits in with the e-commerce system. Sorry, Michael, I quite garbled that. Does that make any sense at all as a question? <laughs> okay, well, let, let, let me suggest, first of all, so we're, we're in, the, in, in the guts of the, the book right now. Um, so you've leaped over dream, vision, purpose, mission, job, practice, and now going to business. So we're, we're treading on very difficult territory, Chloe, but I'm going to tread on it only because you're asking. I, th I so, thank you and I, I hope it's okay. No, it's, it's, it's fine. It's fine. I'm suggesting to everybody who's listening to us, go get the book and they can go get the book by going to www.beyondemyth, one word, B-E-Y-O-N-D-E-M-Y-T-H.com and they can get the book there either the Kindle version or the hardback version, um, be our guest. So whatever you choose to do, read it. But let's say we're going to now deal with taking a practice to a business. So understand this very, very simply. Um, when you start your company, new co, I'm calling it, not old co, 
Um, after you've decided what your dream is, your vision is, your purpose is, your mission are, and that's absolutely critical because they're the foundation for what we're talking about now. You then go to work on the job, and the job is represented by your client fulfillment system. It's, in fact, what you deliver to your customer, to your client. So your client fulfillment system, um, your product, your service, must be turnkeyed, just like McDonald's is, turnkeyed, in order for you to be able to scale it. And by scale it, I mean in order for you to be able to have other people deliver it as effectively as you do. So that's key, that you're going to grow it, scale it, so that other people can do it as effectively and as efficiently and as profitably as you can. In order for that to happen, you've got to build your client fulfillment system turnkey. That means written down. That means here, now you know how to do it. Now you do it. Now you do it. Now you do it, et cetera, and so forth. That's what scaling means. That's what growing means in relationship to beyond the EMIT. The second step is client acquisition. That's really the three-legged stool. Lead generation, lead conversion, client fulfillment. That's the franchise prototype. And so I describe in Beyond the E-Myth how to go to work on your emerging company by designing, building, practicing, testing, validating your client acquisition system. So that's where Chloe was taking us. And just say know that you can find out more about that when you read the book. The third step now is to take the practice, the three-legged stool, and replicate it. And that's what Chloe just asked. So how do I replicate it? Well, think Chloe times a million. Think Chloe times a million, meaning think Chloe doing what Chloe does, but having a million people, a thousand people, 200 people, doing what Chloe does with her new vision of a company that scaled beyond Chloe getting up to do it every day. And then you understand why I say McDonald's. Because obviously Ray Kroc, when he started McDonald's in Des Plaines, Illinois, didn't go to work making hamburgers. Ray Kroc never made hamburgers, never made french fries, never made milkshakes. It did. What's it? It, the company called McDonald's, did. The store, the first store that Ray Kroc founded, built, tested, validated, documented, orchestrated, so that it would work incredibly well every single time so that he could scale it, which means so he could franchise it. And of course, they now have over 37,000 stores in countries throughout the world. So obviously that worked. I'm saying that will work for you as well. The minute you get that, that that will work for you as well, you're suddenly free. And by free, I don't mean you don't have any more work to do. I mean, Chloe, that your work has changed from being the chief technician, cook and bottle washer in your company to becoming the leader of it. So the shift is a true 
entrepreneurial shift from doing it, doing it, doing it to become a leader of a company that does it, does it, does it. And that's why I say it starts with a blank piece of paper, because right now, if Chloe were to simply say, well, I'm going to apply steps four, five, six, and seven, or whatever, and so forth, to what I do, Chloe would miss the opportunity of reinventing what Chloe is setting out to do with a new dream and very, very clearly expressed. Follow me. I do follow you. Um, and so I guess just to be a really, really boring practical question, but I suppose when in the book you're saying about the fact you have to get seven practices and that's a business, in the e-commerce world, we're talking more about growth of um, sales and team rather than necessarily one website in the UK, one in Ireland, one in America, etc. Well, we don't know, do we? That's what I wanted you to say. <laughs> so, yeah, we I, know. I know. Yeah, we have no idea. No, that that's cool because some of my some of my listeners I know have got quite hung up on the seven practices and trying to work out what seven <laughs> e-commerce practices might be. So I wanted you to say, don't worry about the seven; you'll find no, it I'm, when you get there. No, I'm I'm saying we're in the middle of it where we shouldn't be. Where we should be is at the beginning of it because where all of this is shaped, Chloe, is at the beginning of it not in the middle of it. Uh And that's why trying to apply this to the company you've got, doing it, doing it, doing it. I call it a company of one, you, your your listener. Um, Rather than doing that, start at the beginning with me. Because if you fail to start at the beginning with me, you'll never understand what I mean by um, Steve Jobs or Ray Kroc or... um, the founder of any great company. You've got to start at the beginning. And until you start at the beginning, all you're doing is trying to apply this somewhere in the middle. It don't work when you try to apply this somewhere in the middle. It only works when you start at the beginning. So I'm inviting everybody to come to the beginning with me. And when one begins it that way, suddenly everything's clear because it's not mucked up with all the old stuff that you've got in your mind. You understand, even when I say, um, think brick and mortar, um, not e-commerce, already we're having a problem because anybody in the e-commerce world is looking for e-commerce tricks and tools. And I'm saying, you're already doing it wrong. Got to start at the beginning. That's what's different between me and every expert on the planet who's going to tell you how to be more effective as an e-commerce lady or man. I'm not going to. Because e-commerce is simply a means to an end. And if you don't know what that end is intended to be, the means is irrelevant. Wow. Well, that's just given us all a huge amount to think about. And I have to say, Mark, <laughs> I think I think you're quite right. You have to start off with the right, the right idea and a and a real good idea of where you're trying to get to before you can get any of this right. And it has to be about the customer as much as it has to be about you. But we're we're. Absolutely. 
Sorry, off to you. I said, absolutely. And so the beautiful thing about it, Chloe, is we've just started a very intimate conversation. And it's intimate because it goes right to the heart of the matter. And going right to the heart of the matter doesn't mean going to the heart of e-commerce. It means going to the heart of Chloe Thomas. It means going to the heart of whomever is listening to us right now. This is a very personal story. This is a very critical question. And so the critical question and the personal story, despite what you believe you do and want to do and need to do and so forth and so on, is the key to opening the door to something you haven't seen yet. And that's all I'm interested in doing, opening the door to something you haven't seen yet. Not my door, your door. And that's what we do with Beyond the E-Myth. So I'm inviting everybody to enter into a conversation with me um, by getting the book, going through the book, go through the book with an open mind, just simply Think, here's a guy who's teaching me how to go um, to the Himalayas. And I've never been to the Himalayas before. So because he's been to the Himalayas, because he's taken many, 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 many people to the Himalayas, I'd best listen to him. Because it's dangerous stuff going to the Himalayas unprepared. I want to prepare you. And as you begin to prepare yourself, going through these simple steps that I've laid out for you, you begin to ask yourself questions you've never asked yourself before. And that's where the joy is. That's where the juice is. That's where Steve Jobs lived. And that's what I want to do. Well, thank you, Michael. It has been a fascinating um, interview with you. I've thoroughly enjoyed talking to you and finding out more about the the depths of Beyond the E-Myth and, uh, and more of those ideas about how it really does all start at the beginning, because um, I have to, have to agree with you. If you start building on a terrible idea, I was going to swear then, that would have been bad. Um, <laughs> on a terrible idea, you're only going to build something flaky. So um so now it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the on the show. Uh, would you like to just remind the listeners where they can find um, find the book and you online? Yep, very very easy. Go to www.beyondemyth. B e y o n d e m y t h beyondemyth.com, and it'll all be there. Marvellous. And I will add links to that um, in the show notes. Masterplan World, you can find those at ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash podcast, or just go to the website, click on the podcast tab or use the search box. Michael, thanks again for being on the Ecommerce Masterplan podcast today and for being such a fascinating guest. I have thoroughly enjoyed you being here. Well, thank you, Chloe. And thanks for having me. And thanks for entering into the conversation, despite the fact, and I know that it's not the very same conversation you always have, but it's really, 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 really a critical conversation to have. And I'd love to have more of it with you anytime. Oh, thank you, Mike. Really appreciate it. Well, Masterplan World, we all need to head back to that blank piece of paper and the beginner's mind to find out our world-shattering vision before we start trying to build that equity and value rather than just income in our businesses. 
Don't get too hung up on the e-commerce of things. Rather focus on how you can best serve the needs of your customers with your products. That may well include e-commerce, but don't think that e-commerce is the be-all, end-all. As we all know, it's not. This is about building a business and finding the right routes to market for that business. And before you do anything else, it's time to work out your dream, vision, purpose and mission. As I said to Michael, I think his explanation of those is really clear and easy to follow in Beyond the E-Myth. So it's well worth getting a copy. And you can find all the details of how to do that in the show notes. Now you'll find those by heading over to ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash podcast. And if you've enjoyed today's episode, please do spread the word and feel free to put a nice review up on iTunes. Always helpful to have a nice review up on iTunes. Anyway, keep optimising everyone. Thank you for listening to the e-commerce master plan podcast. Find out more at ecommercemasterplan.com.